What's happening, everybody? On today's show, takeaways from Monday's press conferences as we get you set for some big games this week in the SEC. Also, some injury updates from Texas A&M, Tennessee, Arkansas, and more Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked on SEC. It's great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked on SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the Around the conference. And we start over at Texas A&M as they got the big one this week. A&M and Arkansas from Dallas neutral field game taking place this Saturday. Jimbo Fisher talking with the media on Monday, updating on his players who were suspended last Saturday's game against Miami, which the Aggies won. It was uh, wide receiver Evan Stewart, wide receiver Chris Marshall, DB Denver Harris, and DB Deion Bowie. A lot of uh, freshmen in that group. Fisher noted the Aggies bounced back from uh, the loss to App State and got back on track with the win over Miami. Said he was proud of his team said, look, coming off a tough week and a tough loss, the guys came together, blocked out the noise. At the same time, we have not played close to what we're capable of and what we can do. Defense played well, did a great job physically. Guys kept fighting. No matter what the circumstances were, they were going uh, to the next play. Now, as for the kicker situation, Jimbo Fisher said Randy Bond is the guy. And Fisher added that the competition is always open. Could see a scenario where Caden Davis might be called on to kick a very long field goal. Now, Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson, he got some good reviews after his start, stepping in for Haynes King, and uh, performed well through for 140 yards and a touchdown in the win over Miami. Aggies running back Devon A-Chain said it was probably a lot of pressure on him. I think he did good. He was a leader and took control of the offense. As for wide receiver Anaya Smith, He's not satisfied just quite with the win on Saturday. He said on Monday, we played pretty good, not outstanding. We still have some work to do. We had a few miscues, and we have a lot of work to do to be where we want to be. Smith was also a little hesitant about saying anything for uh, to give Arkansas bulletin board material about their pass defense, ranking near the bottom in the country. He said, look, we can get confidence in that. They still have a pretty good defense. That's something we need to take advantage of. As for Sam Pittman and the Razorbacks, they are preparing for this game after playing a little bit of a lackluster performance against Missouri State where they had to come from behind to win. But uh, Sam Pittman talked with the media on Monday, reviewing the film, said, we did not tackle well as a team. We're having a hard time covering opponents. We've had that the entire year. Arkansas ranked last in the country in pass defense, giving up 352 yards per game. Now, Sam Pittman did add that DB Miles Slusher was going to practice on Monday and should return this week. Malik Chavis is another player uh, that needs to contribute at either corner or safety. Pittman said, we got to get our best five guys out there on the field at all time. He said, we can live with guys getting good throws, but we can't live with guys getting wide open. I will say this, we're doing exactly what we think is best for us to win. So how different will the Arkansas defense look against AM? It's kind of funny, you know, Arkansas's pass defense 
has not been good. A&M's passing offense has not looked good. So it's like which one will rise to the occasion this Saturday? I do know this. A&M's defense played very hard this past week against Miami. But Arkansas will run that ball down your throat. It'll be fun to see those two strengths go up against one another. Meanwhile, over at Alabama, they're getting ready for Vanderbilt this week. Head coach Nick Saban talking on Monday, and he gave an update on wide receiver JoJo Earl, who suffered a foot fracture in preseason camp. I was hoping to be the starting punt returner for the Tide. Saban saying hopefully he's going to start doing some dry land running this week, but that's a medical decision, so when he gets back, I don't really know for sure. Hope it'll be sometime soon. Uh, expectation was somewhere between six to eight weeks for the injury and that he could be back by October. Uh, Earl was named to the all-SEC freshman team uh, last season as a return specialist. Over at Auburn, they are having some uh, come-to-Jesus meetings this week as uh, Brian Harson dealing with some increased pressure on the Plains after their blowout loss to Penn State. Brian Harson asked on Monday by reporters, is this a must-win in playing Missouri this weekend? Brian Harson said, I would categorize every Saturday as a must-win. Every time you ask me from that point on, the answer is yes. Auburn continuing to evaluate their quarterback play. Brian Harson said TJ Finley and Robbie Ashford are both are both healthy. And he was also asked about Zach Calzada's health. Harson said, you know something I don't? He's competed like everybody else. Those guys every single week get those opportunities. And we try to play the best players. Harson declined to name a starting quarterback. He said, we'll see. Like I said, we'll let the guys compete this week. It's Monday. We haven't decided yet. Harson uh, went on to also decline to explain any changes on the offensive line, but committed to run the ball, saying, uh, look, we want to run the football, but every game is different. You guys don't sit in the meetings. So Brian Harson not giving away much this week, but let's be honest. They can't lose to Missouri this week. That would uh, be a killer. And a lot of games left on the schedule. But some people really starting to lose faith in Harson, who obviously at points this offseason was considered to be on the hot seat. What will happen with Brian Harson the rest of the season? He's got to win some games. Got to win some games. Meanwhile, Tennessee Volunteers and the Florida Gators, they are hitting the field this weekend. It's going to be a big, big one over in Knoxville. Uh, two very good quarterbacks taken to the field in Hendon Hooker and Anthony Richardson. Tennessee head coach Josh Heupel talked, uh, asked about Anthony Richardson. He said, uh, first of all, he could throw the football. He's big. He's physical. He's imposing. Obviously has to make some strides as a passer. That's not Heupel's comments. That's fine. But uh, to this point in the season, Richardson completing just 53% of his passes, 423 yards, four interceptions, no passing touchdowns. He has rushed for 134 yards of three scores on the ground. Uh, Richardson talking with the media on Monday said he's not letting, not throwing a touchdown affect him. He said it was definitely getting to me, but you're like, bro, you're a quarterback. How come you don't have any passing touchdowns? You have four interceptions. He said, I'm throwing the ball, but just not getting in the end zone. But now I'm just like, okay, it's football. It's going to come. I can't try to force it. It's an area of our team where we need to improve. There's no question about that, Billy Napier said. Uh, Napier went on to say, you can tell that. The average fan can tell that. My wife can as well. She's informed me of that. So Napier uh, obviously making light of the bad play at quarterback these past couple of games. But uh, Richardson and the Gators 
will take on the Volunteers 2.30 Central, 3.30 Eastern on Saturday in Knoxville. Now, as for Josh Heupel, he's aware of Tennessee's recent history of Florida, but he said not concerned with how that's going to affect this week. He said, I don't believe that. Each week is different. Every day is different. Each season is for us. We're however many months into our program right now. Our kids are extremely confident as they sh- should be. They're prepared the right way. They've worked hard. We continue to grow. Florida has won five straight in the series and leads the all-time series 31-20. to Tennessee's last win came in 2016, and the last time the Vols won two straight was 2003 and 2004 when Philip Fulmer and Ron Zook were the coaches. Last note on Tennessee, Cedric Tillman is listed as day-to-day, according to Vols wide receivers coach Kelsey Pope. So we'll see if Tillman plays this weekend. That'll be a uh, significant absence if the Vols are missing Cedric Tillman in the passing game. And there you have it. That is uh, around the con- or uh, around the, the uh, conference for now. We got a bunch more points we got to get to in just a second. But first, want to remind you guys, thanks again for uh, making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Look, from cringing at the pump to getting an eye-popping check at your favorite restaurant, inflation is hitting us all where it hurts, and it really hurts. That's why I started using the Upside app. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With every purchase, you earn cash back thanks to Upside. Uh, We've used it, and it works. Upside is a no-brainer. you got to start figuring out what you want to do with all your cash back. To get started, you download the free Upside app, use our promo code LOCKED, that's L-O-C-K-E-D, and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 more. Again, uh, check in at the business, you claim an offer on whatever you're buying on Upside, you check in at the business, you pay as usual with a credit or debit card, and you get paid. In comparison to credit card rewards or loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside. Download the free Upside app and use our promo code LOCKED That'll get you $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. That's $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more using our promo code LOCKED. Get the free Upside app. Continue on here, Locked On SEC, and uh, we've been going around the conference, and a lot of uh, tidbits we've been hitting on from uh, the, the big games happening this weekend, of course, A&M in Arkansas and Florida and Tennessee. Some big ones happening this weekend, so let's jump back into it and go around the conference. And we head out to Baton Rouge, Brian Kelly trying to turn the page off of their big win over Mississippi State on Saturday. They will play New Mexico this weekend. Brian Kelly said his message to his players was to build off of this win. He said maturity will be on display this week and wondered how can we handle success. He said now we have to look toward persistence and consistency. Looking at a football team that has a chance to be a good team, you have to have consistency, and that means coming back after a good win and putting together a complete performance. Our expectations are what we have uh, that we have a great week, preparation of who our competition is whether it's an sec competition or not so brian kelly saying don't take new mexico lightly we've got to take every game as it comes take care of business they have a road trip at auburn coming up after this week meanwhile over at georgia kirby smart talking with the media on monday updated uh william pool status the veteran defensive back has missed some time uh smart said pool is out for the rest of the season because of a personal matter 
Uh, Poole missed the last two games for the Bulldogs after being a backup against Oregon. He said, we've kind of been chugging along here uh, with the depth in the secondary. He said, we got the guys we've got, and we got to get the guys we've got better to get where we want to go. Smart was asked about tight end Oscar Delp making his first career touchdown catch on Saturday. He said, I think it's a great confidence boost, but he's done well in our offense the entire camp. He's learning how to be a complete tight end. Of course, Brock Bowers is the star tight end that's performed so well for this team last year and this year. And uh, smarts of the coaching staff is designing plays to get the ball into their best playmakers' hands. Georgia and the Bulldogs take on Kent State this week. Uh, the Golden Flashes coach Sean Lewis talking with the media called Georgia the, quote, greatest collection of talent ever assembled. <laughs> He said, I don't think it's an exaggeration to say it's the greatest collection of talent that's ever been assembled on a football team because of the work that Coach Kirby Smart and his staff have done there. Georgia's a heavy favorite in this game. The two teams set to kick off at 11 a.m. Central, 12 Eastern in Athens. Georgia Bulldogs, very dominant. I'd expect them to keep this train rolling. Meanwhile, over at Ole Miss, Lane Kiffin, they... Absolutely bludgeoned Georgia Tech on Saturday, winning 42-0. And uh, Jeff Collins, the Georgia Tech head coach, coming under fire. Nearly lost his job last year. A lot of people think he'll be gone after this year. On Monday, Lane Kiffin admitted that Jeff Collins' situation with the Yellow Jackets played a role in how he called the game and used his quarterbacks. He said, look, I would have liked the opportunity to throw more with Luke Altmaier, but having empathy for what was going on in that game on the other sideline, the hot seat or whatever he's on, just didn't feel like it was right where if it was a couple score game, Luke would have gotten to throw a little bit more. So Kiffin kind of saying they called the dogs off and uh, could have thrown more with Luke Altmaier, maybe thrown some touchdown passes and run that score up, but they did not. Meanwhile, over at Kentucky, they took care of business against Youngstown State on Saturday, winning 31 to nothing. Mark Stoops meeting with the media on Monday. Said, look, after reviewing the film, really kind of disappointed and a little unhappy with some of the undisciplined play that we had from this past week. Not to take anything away from so many players that did a good job, but defensively it was a very good effort once again. He added his primary concerns with what he saw on offense and some of the turnovers that they had. He said, offensively, got to get some things ironed out. Anytime you have 10 penalties there, three turnovers, four fumbles, and you do that at home, it just shows the attention to detail was not there. Kentucky will uh, host Northern Illinois this Saturday before they get that big one uh, coming up October 1st, heading out to Ole Miss. Talked about Brian Kelly and their big win over Mississippi State. Mike Leach left uh, going back to the drawing board trying to figure out what happened, and uh, he said it's not so much a matter of effort than it was the team's mental response when things went wrong. He said, I think we played hard. We play hard and we practice hard. I think we're a little too quick to get discouraged. We're fragile to get discouraged when we face adversity. We've got to fight through it. The Bulldogs will host Bowling Green coming up this weekend before facing four straight ranked opponents as they get into the thick of that SEC schedule. Leach said, there's, there's going to be adversity. That's why they have a football game in the first place to create adversity and see who comes through it. The way you come through it is you have the discipline to do your job more times in a row and the guy across from you, that's what we have to do. Meanwhile, Monday, the conference named some players of the week. Georgia tight end Brock Bowers was named SEC Offensive Player of the Year after posting his fifth 100-yard receiving game, three touchdowns in the 48-7 route of South Carolina. Uh, 
Really good performance from Brock Bowers. On the other side of the ball, LSU safety Jay Ward was named SEC Defensive Player of the Week, along with uh, B.J. Ojolari getting some honors as well. He was named SEC Defensive Lineman of the Week. He had four tackles and one and a half sacks in the win over Mississippi State. Uh, Texas A&M punter Nick Constantino, he was named the Conference's Special Teams Player of the Week. Three of his six punts in the win over Miami were down inside the 10-yard line. And Vandy quarterback A.J. Swan named SEC Freshman of the Week after passing for 255 yards and four touchdowns in his first career start, a win at Northern Illinois. On the offensive line, it was Ole Miss's Nick Broker named SEC Offensive Lineman of the Week as the Rebels ran for a 316 yards rushing in the win at Georgia Tech. So congrats to all those guys. Plenty of uh, honors to go around there. Very, uh, very good week for a lot of players across the conference. All right, thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we are going to uh, run through some of the game times that were announced for Game 5. I'm sure a lot of you have seen it on social media already, but just want to run through it because, man, it's uh, I think the SEC made a mistake, or the TV networks, rather, ESPN and the family networks. I'll tell you why in just a second. I right, roll along here, locked on SEC, and I, I'd be remiss if we didn't get into this. Look, we've got a whole full slate of games coming up this weekend for SEC Week 4, and I'll get to all of those games as this week goes along. We'll have our buddy Chris Martler on the show tomorrow to uh, kind of take an early look at some of the games, and then we'll do a crossover episode later in the week with our guys from Locked on Gators and Locked on Vols to look ahead to that game. Plenty of stuff to discuss as the week goes along, but... The SEC released game times and TV info for their Week 5 games coming up next week. The uh, big marquee matchup between Alabama and Arkansas has been picked up in the 2.30 slot. I do want to say this. There's a lot of people who are confused, I guess, because, you know, remember the offseason, the news came out that the SEC is, uh, or CBS has uh, come to terms on the agreement with carrying the Big Ten. The SEC still has uh, the deal with CBS through the end of this year. So it's still Gary Danielson and Brad Nessler calling uh, the SEC on CBS games throughout the end of this year, and they still get first rights. That hasn't changed either. So a lot of people might be confused by that. That's going to change for the future. After this year, the CBS contract will go away, and all the big games from the SEC will either be on ESPN or ABC or SEC Network and all that. But for now, CBS still gets the big game. And for next weekend, they've got the big game. It's Alabama versus Arkansas. Alabama has won 14 straight in the series, but man, this Arkansas team is looking good. Remember, they scored some points on Alabama last year, had to call a trick player too, but they hung with them, so the uh, going to be a big one next week as Alabama and Arkansas take to the field in Fayetteville. There is a, a triple header at noon. It, you'll see Chris Rodriguez's return to the field for the Kentucky Wildcats, taking on Ole Miss. That'll be on ESPN, and then at night on ESPN, 6 p.m. Central, it's going to be LSU at Auburn. Now, look, when I saw this, I was with a lot of people. I think these games should have been flipped. It's no offense to LSU and Auburn and how they've played so far, but LSU at Auburn probably could have slid into that 11 a.m., 12 Eastern slot on ESPN, and Kentucky Ole Miss were literally talking about two top 12-ranked teams. You know, I'm expecting they'll both beat their opponents this week as Kentucky plays Northern Illinois and Ole Miss plays Tulsa. But if they both get victories, you're literally talking about two teams that will at least be top 12. 
how that game didn't end up on prime time at night on ESPN is a mess. But it is what it is. It's unfortunate for, I know, a lot of Kentucky fans that haven't been to Oxford in years. They're looking forward to making that trip. Would have liked to have gotten a full day of tailgating out in the Grove. But unfortunately, uh, they'll have to do a lot of the tailgating after the game, as it'll be 11 a.m. Central. The day will finish with divisional games. Uh, like we mentioned, LSU at Auburn. Um, we'll also have A&M at Mississippi State. That'll be in the afternoon, 3 p.m. Central on the SEC Network. And then at night on the SEC Network, it'll be Georgia at Mizzou. Look, there were some people on social media saying that should be the 11 a.m. Uh, or 12 Eastern game on the SEC Network, as I'm sure Georgia will be a big, big favorite in that one. But look, it is what it is. The other games that day, uh, noon Eastern time. So it'll be South Carolina State at South Carolina on the SEC Network. Eastern Washington will play at Florida. That'll be a noon Eastern on ESPN+. Plus. And then, like we said, Alabama at Arkansas at uh, 2.30 Central on CBS. 3 p.m. Central, Texas A&M at Mississippi State on SEC Network. And then the night games, LSU at Auburn at 6 p.m. Central on ESPN. And 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern, Georgia at Missouri on the SEC Network. Look, I know it's a lot, but I just wanted to say, I think the TV networks got it wrong. Uh, Should have absolutely rewarded Kentucky and Ole Miss, both teams in the top 12, Maybe may even move up, depending on some upsets this weekend. They could both be in the top 10 by next week. Just think that that game deserved the limelight of a night game in Oxford on a national television audience, but they'll have to play the uh, the kegs and eggs game at uh, 11 a.m. Central. All right, there you have it. That is the uh, SEC TV slate for week five coming up next week. Again, we got plenty to discuss for SEC Week 4, and we'll start to preview those games throughout this week. Thank you guys again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Now you go make your second listen. Check out some of our other great podcasts on the Locked on Podcast Network, like Locked on Kentucky, Locked on Rebels, Locked on Alabama, LSU, whoever your school is. Chances are we got you covered. Your team every day. It is the Locked on Podcast Network. I'm Chris Gordy. Talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.